Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Piet Coleman and Travis Doe. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman. Tonight, we've got a special episode of The Exchange on the Agora Podcast Network. One of our buddies and fellow podcaster from the Agora family, Thomas Daly from the American Biographies, is going to be interviewing Travis and myself about our podcast, Nick, programs that we have. That includes the Bohemian Podcast, the History of Germany, Americana for Oish, a lot of these other great shows that we're starting and some that are coming up this summer and later in 2016. Thomas has been in charge of doing the exchange, which has gotten our audiences across our wide listenership to get to know a little bit of the Agora family of podcasters. And this time the spotlight shines on Travis and myself, and we were more than happy to take the questions from Thomas, uh, who really, uh, really put together a nice show for us. So without further ado, here's Thomas Daly and the exchange. Hello, and welcome back to the Agora Podcast Network's the Exchange. Our guests today are Travis Dow and Pete Coleman, the Agora Podcasters of the Month for April 2016. Pete and Travis are the team behind Podcastnik, which is the broader entity in which they keep their stable of shows. That includes the history of Germany, the history of alchemy, the Bohemian Podcast, the Secret Cabinet, and many, many more. These two gentlemen bring a wonderful positivity and enthusiasm to every aspect of every project they seem to come across. This interview was no different. Having four previous episodes under my belt, I won't say I thought I had the exchange down to a science, because I never want the show to be overly formulaic, but I was bowled over by these two guys. Just wind them up and let them go, and what resulted is by far the most personal and conversational discussion I've had on this show to date. One which meandered from podcasts to productions to hobbies to life in general. One of the most interesting things I took from this conversation is the unique internationalist perspective Travis and Pete bring to podcasting. As an American living in the heart of Europe, Pete tries to transmit his experiences there and make them relatable to Americans. As an American largely raised in Europe and having one foot well-established in two worlds, Travis is a sort of conduit, making American culture more digestible for his European listeners, and vice versa. All told, this talk was great fun to be a part of, and was one of those talks you didn't really want to end. 
Throughout, though, I do my best to stay out of the way and not to impede the flow. Hopefully I succeeded, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me today are Travis Dow and Pete Coleman. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hi. All right. I'm glad to have you here at a diverse set of hours. Very early for Travis as uh, as we're recording. Not so much for myself and Pete. So we thank you, Travis, specifically. Sure. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. I Yeah, you know, I have to get up this early anyways to, to milk the cow. Oh, no, I mean to edit all my podcasts, so. <laughs> Very good. All right, guys, I, I think uh, I kind of want to start today, um, you know, just by pointing out, you know, Travis, you lived in Germany for many years, and you're now in California. Mm-hmm. Pete, you're from Virginia and now live in the Czech Republic. That's you know, right, in, in, in the heart of Europe, in the Golden City. Um, so my, my first question is, is probably obvious, like, how did this partnership come to be? Travis, why don't you start it off, buddy? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, so... Um, I did. So I I also lived in the Czech Republic for 10 years and Pete and I are still, we're still currently also colleagues. Uh, So we have the same employer and we're both, we're both tech writers. And uh, when I was living in Prague, I think like Pete had just started, he must have, I mean, so Pete liked history. We were both just talking history over, you know, in the kitchen over coffee from like day one. That's what we had in common. And, uh, and at some, so probably on day two, I was like, Hey, do you listen to history podcasts? And at that point, I was listening to, oh, you know, like history of Rome, stuff you missed in history class and, and uh, those kind of things. And um, and he was like, no, not, or, you know, haven't yet, that kind of thing. And and uh, I what like when did I actually propose, hey, let's do a podcast? I, I think, think it was the third day of my employment. Yeah, so, like yeah, I don't think he'd the... even been there. It was probably less than a month for sure. Less. Than, I, I like, think I came in and said, you know, who are you again? Yeah. And I was like, hey, cause, oh, OK, because Pete. So he's got journalism experience or you know he's he studied journalism and had kind of college radio shows and so that you know we were kind of talking about these kind of things and i was like oh that's hey you could we should we should do this and then um and i had been thinking of so prague is uh, i was a ghost tour just for the fun of it like just to get out into the city and and you know see the city and and something to do after work so it was like night hours i I got home at midnight and I'd walk around in a World War One lantern wearing a top hat and a trench coat and tell you stories, mostly ghost stories, but also history about Prague. And I was like, you know, I got and a lot of them. So because it's Prague, a lot of them are about alchemy and, and uh, you know, medieval stuff. And, you know, it's all on cobblestones and cathedrals. And um, a lot of it's history of science and just interesting stories that just happened right there. And I could I'd point them out. And I was like, oh, this would just be such a great podcast. So yeah, slowly history of alchemy was born and Bohemian was born. That's that's well, what started let, it all. Let me let me interject with this for the listeners because uh, Travis just wasn't walking around by himself with a lantern and a top hat saying, "Hey, do you want to hear about history?" He actually was employed okay. <laughs> by, a tur- now, by a tourist group. Sometimes I only had one you tourist. Say that. <laughs> or one sometimes I had like a group of one or two people, so it almost did seem like I was just insane telling my friends uh-huh. like wearing a top hat and uh, oh, but it was yeah. I mean, we go down to the torture chamber like a, so. There's an underground Prague. All of Prague has an underground, and specifically, I'd give uh, tours in old 17th century, like a Thirty Year War era and before torture chambers that are right under the like very famous astronomical clock of Prague. If you don't know the astronomical clock of Prague, just Google image that, you know, you'll, it's like amazing. And 
I, I tell ghost stories underneath that clock tower in front of that clock and oh it's just great there's there's graffiti from the 30 years war from from you know that down there and it's just yeah it's, it's just begging to be told it's just great stories so oh that's great so you guys were actually in Prague together at the same time that, yeah, that's we, how it got started yeah absolutely we, we were working at the same company and and uh, uh we decided that hey after work we're gonna you know our, our cubicles together. were separated yeah. by glass you know we were just like a, a, a pane of glass <laughs> apart for eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, you know, and then we would, yeah, go off, find a meeting room and, and, you know, sit down with a, with a microphone and yeah, that's how it all yeah, started. It, you know, it was great. I think Travis's, you know, love of, of alchemy, you know, was one of the things that he said, Hey, you know what? I've always wanted to do a show. And by the way, I now living in Prague, which was the, pretty much the historical seat of medieval alchemy. And, uh, you know, that was just a natural connection for me when we started the bohemian podcast it was my way of acclimating to the society and even though i still struggle with the language of czech which is really hard um i uh, uh wanted to you know give give the give my opportunity to to learn where i'm going to be where i'm going to raise yeah. my kids yeah and as kind of a tip of the hat to the czech people because i think whenever you move or you travel to another country there's a level of respect that you should give by you know trying to be somewhat acclimated so, so pete's pete's kids speak czech Pete's kids are like yeah. fluent Czech speaker and they're uh what uh 16 and 10 11 yeah, and yep. yeah absolutely 10 and 16, <laughs> yeah and and they're like native Czech just just Czech and so Pete's you know it's almost not fair I mean to Pete uh, so Czech is a very difficult language I lived there 10 years my Czech sucks like I could survive if my life depended on it and I can obviously order anything you know food and beer certainly um, but, but, you know, oh man, it's a hard language. So yeah, I learned so it. much just, you know, figuring out Bohemian stuff. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and we, and that was, it was a good lesson because you know, what, what I wanted to do with the title of the show is Bohemian, which is Bohemian American kind of a cross blend there. And that experience from uh, an ex, uh, an American expat, you know, living overseas. And since both of us were, you know, American expat with two different backgrounds, still kind of having this, a similar experience of acclimation. Uh, we thought that you know it'd be a great idea to learn more about the culture, the legends, uh, the stories that seem to get lost in the mix. Because you know the Czech history and the Czech you know sort of footprint in, in Europe really does get lost in, in the mix of all these other really grandiose empires and and, mm-hmm. and cultures. And we think we thought that hey, this is going to be a niche show. Maybe we'll have ten people. Maybe Travis, yeah. you can say that in a minute about yeah, how but- amazed we were because we first started the show. And I think within a week or so, we're like, dude, we've got 10 people listening. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, we're like, oh, my God, we could, we could fill a classroom. Who are these people? You know, this is awesome. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, I kind of want to I kind of want to stick with Bohemian Can for a minute. So uh, get, listening to it, uh, it, it has a very personal feel to it. And, and it seems like there are some uh, something special about it to, to you, Pete, um, particularly the bedtime story episodes, oh, yeah. um, you know, which, which yeah. do feature uh, at least one. Uh, you have multiple children or just one? I, child? I've, got, I've got two kids. Um, okay. I, I have uh, a daughter who's now 17 in high school here. And uh, she's smart as a whip and uh, extremely talented and, and uh, you know, has a foot foothold in both worlds of American and, and uh, European background. And my son, who is 10 years old, has spent a good chunk of his time here in Czech Republic now. And uh, those bedtime stories were actually spawned from some of our great listeners that we have around the world. And I think it was one particular person in Australia that had a Czech background. And she, she would, was emailing me, say, hey, I love the show. I don't – 
you know, I'm trying to get my kids to understand about where I grew up, and they, they're basically Australian. So, you know, um, it would be great. Could you talk more about stories? And I started thinking about that. And I said, you know what? Let's get the other Coleman involved, <laughs> my son. Hmm. And, you know, and, you know, we actually, this is really happening. I just take my iPhone, and we just lay in the bed. I read him a book or tell him a story, and we record the whole thing. And so when you hear that, you're actually hearing real honest to God, going to bed, bedtime stories. And, <laughs> so, and his comments. Yeah. Nathaniel oh, is the star of these, yeah. of these episodes. <laughs> I mean, he's, his, he's a star his... of my life, man. He's, he's awesome, you know, and, and he's great. I mean, the latest one we did was on Jewish Prague. And I thought, oh, I wonder how much my, my son knows about, you know, the, the up and down history here, usually down, of, uh, of, of the Jewish population in Prague. And because the school he goes to, there's a lot of field trips around here. Um, he, he knew so much. Yeah. And 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 he was really in tune with with the hardships that the Jewish people had to had to um, face. And I was I was really impressed by my own, my own son. It was it was really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. that, that's great. It's so authentic. You can feel the authenticity, um, I think, uh, completely in, in episodes like that. And it, it is really heartwarming. You know, I'm a father, too. And the whole like uh, the whole conceit of the episode, I, I think, is, is just wonderfully conceived and, and well executed. Thank you. And to think that it's just on an iPhone yep. uh, is, is pretty <laughs> funny. Let, let's stick with uh, let's stick with you, Pete, for a second, because, you know, okay. you, you're not just a one trick pony. Um, you do freelance writing and photography as well. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, one of the things, and I, I think, Travis, I don't want to speak for you on this one either, but, you know, technical writing in the career is a new career for, uh, path for me in the past, let's say, five years. I come from a, a, a radio background, a little bit in the 90s, and, and uh, public relations. But as, if you come as an expat to to, uh, to Czech Republic, usually you're going to have a, a better time of trying to find something in the technical field than anything else. And so I jumped right into it. It was uh, a Learn, a learning issue, <laughs> learning curve was pretty big. But one of the problems with, with you know, just focusing on technical writing is only focuses really on one part of your brain. And um, it, it, it's not a very stressful job. I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to communicate with other developers and learn, you know, the IT field. But as far as being creative, it lacks some of that. And I think that this was needed to be able to do a, yes. a show like this. Seconded, and, yes. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and and try to expand upon those things, you know, in your in your brain and, and be artistic. And that goes as well as my other hobbies with photography. And I drive around Czech Republic in the summers and even the winter sometime, uh, taking photographs and learning about these places and also having, you know, ideas for scripts for the podcast. So it all kind of plays into itself. And, um, you know, and one of the shows, I think maybe a couple of shows, Travis, I think I mentioned before that I'm a person living with a disability. And... I think that part of that is me getting out there and really pushing uh, the accessibility of, of finding out the accessibility of things and reporting that back to either my audience or my blogs uh, about uh, you know living in Europe as so, a wheelchair user. Yeah, can I can I jump in? So some of these yeah, stories, absolutely. there's going to be okay. So so to give you like a little sneak peek uh, preview of what's coming maybe next year um, is a show called I think we're going to call it Past Access. Yes. And I don't want to, I don't like Pete will give you the elevator pitch, you know, he can explain it better than me, but um, just, so we would, you know, when, when we both lived in Prague together, we'd be like, oh, okay, there's this, there's this reenactment, um, Prussian Austrian battle somewhere in, you know, obviously in a, in a wheat field somewhere, you know, let's go. Rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, all right. And we, we jump in Pete's car and we, you know, we have breakfast at McDonald's and, and, you know, we're out and 
we get to the field and so we we park and then it's like all right now now Pete's in a wheelchair like how far can we you know so we start pushing him and then it starts getting muddy and then it's like all right and we're going uphill <laughs> I'm sweating he's sweating and it's like and and checks I mean so um, I don't want to say checks are friendly because often on a like customer service level, they, they come across as very rude. But in this scenario, people are just like making way and just like helping to uh, maybe even causing more harm than good trying to, you know, help, like lift the wheelchair and uh, making Pete fall out or something. But, you know, we get to the top and we get a great view and... um um, there's, there's times like when I'm not there, like, you know, there's firemen that come out and try to get them out of the mud and like stories like this, this is all yep. behind the scenes. We just on Bohemian, then we, we, we go, you know, shower off the sweat and, and come to work the next day and tell you about it, about, uh, the, the reenactment we went and saw. And we show you the photographs that, you know, Pete takes with just an amazing knack and talent for photography um, of these reenactments but what you don't see <laughs> is like our sweat and blood trying to get up these hills and um and just 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 you know all of Prague is cobblestoned basically all of old town and it's on an incline Prague is built <laughs> on hills and you just don't think about these things until you're with somebody in a wheelchair or in a wheelchair yourself and you're just like all right this is let's do this and and like i think the thing is is that it doesn't slow him down at all so pete has seen more of the czech republic in three years four years how long how long have you lived there now five years yeah, almost five now buddy yeah yeah you've seen yeah. more than i've seen in 10 years like by an order of magnitude perhaps just like you know driving around and and like all right uh, you know researching ahead of time even even using buses and things and you know researching your 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 history but you know like okay this castle obviously this uh, 12th century castle will not be accessible but i'm gonna just start getting into courtyards and see how far I, i'll get you know and and uh, it just kind of works out and like great stories come of this so we're gonna yeah and that, that's we're gonna give you more of that you know just those things and and it's it's also very personal and and it's you know great fun and struggle and uh a lot more of that's coming. I think that's a that's just a great aspect of who who we are, who Pete is, and and who Podcastnik is, and and all this stuff. So, yeah, and, yeah. and Thomas, I think that you know Travis had, had it. You know, it, that's one thing I miss since Travis has moved back to the United States and California. Um, is that uh, you know I don't have this other buddy <laughs> to go out with me all these times to do this. So I do this all on my own, and uh, you know I get out in a lot of interesting situations. <laughs> I think Travis alluded to the mud thing. We, do you have right. do we have time to talk about the mud? I was, like, I was thinking about Lair also. You're like, you, okay. you, the bus stopped, you get out, and then you're like, just in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, you know, in northern Germany, flat countryside, but in a field, basically. And it's like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, asked a guy, I asked a guy, he's like, how far to the town? Oh, it's about uh, 15 kilometers. 15 kilometers? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Start pushing, but no, I think there's there's one time, and you can see some of this stuff. If, if, if Thomas, I hope you don't mind. I do a couple of shame, shameless plugs here. If that's oh, okay I encourage you. it greatly. Okay, <laughs> um, if you want to see some of the photography that that uh, that inspires some of the podcasts that we do, you can go to Coleman Photography, and that's C O L L M A N Photography. Uh, my name's spelled a little bit differently. Uh, last name's a little different, but it's uh, you can see a lot of this stuff out there that I've done. It's all in Czech Republic and some on my European travels. Uh, but some of these things match really well, especially the the um, uh, the, the uh, battle engagements or the the reenactments that we see. And there's one really quick story that I was doing um, uh, one of the stories for the podcast and for our YouTube channel that we have on Bohemian YouTube, uh, which was the Battle of Bilahora. Now that's usually the, that happened uh, in 1620, 
and it really kind of sparked a lot of the the, the changes in Europe with the Hussite. Yeah. I'm sorry, with the uh, the they, Thirty Years' War. It was central, and, yeah, very central. And the thing was is that they do a reenactment every year with these great reenactors. And so I took my son out there, and it was uh, the night before. There was what a uh, heavy metal concert with a Czech band that's just known here called Kabat. Okay, <laughs> now Kabat is just you know it's a 1980s you know hair. Hair band, heavy rock stuff, and they're like all my age now in their forties. So you know, but they still draw a lot of people. So the night before is just a mosh pit, and it rained. So the next day it comes out, the sun's out. I'm thinking maybe we should try it. Let's give it a try. Wheeling out in the middle of this field, all right. And all of a sudden it just starts raining, man. And um, the pictures were great. If you look online, the pictures are great because yeah. it really Amazing. did rain in sixteen. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, it was miserable. So as we left, I started pushing my wheelchair. I was going further and further into the mud, almost to the axle. Okay. So we get to this point. We get to this point. My son's like, I can't help you anymore, Dad. I'm like, I know, buddy. So we get to the point and we're right there's this giant fire truck stuck in the mud at the entrance and it's just making these rivets trying to get out of it. They finally get the fire truck out, but there's just basically this giant ditch of mud in front of me. And I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> so literally and I mean literally, they did a fireman's carry <laughs> to get me out of the situation. <laughs> and so my son and I afterwards, we went to a uh, uh, a car wash, and I got my wheelchair out in the car wash, <laughs> and because I was just caked in mud, man. And uh, you know, I, I told Tra- I told this to Travis, like, dude, the things I do for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, where 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 did you just come from? You look like you just came from the Battle of Bilahora. We say in Georgia, that's, but, that's but not even it's not even funny. <laughs> I went, I went mud, mud bogging for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four by four. Yeah, Pete, you, you tried to do four by four in again, and oh man, when will you learn? No, oh, it's. I mean, there's just there's just great stories like that, and and um and obviously the point of all that is that it's all worth seeing. It's all it's Central Europe. It's all pivotal to to Central European history, and it's it's the stuff we don't tell on on all the other podcasts, and so um. Um, yeah, I think I think um, it'll it'll be just a, a fantastic show, and and Pete has great insight in you know, comparing living in Prague, where it's all cobblestones and and historic buildings where that are not accessible to, to some degree, living comparing that to like Washington D.C. or Atlanta, where just you know we have it's by law everything is accessible and just just it's apples and oranges. So um, it'll yeah. be I, yeah, it'll be I'm looking forward to that actually. That's great. And I actually do want to bring in your other uh, plethora of podcasts. But um, as way of prologue, Travis, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, because you have sort of an interesting you know, life story up to this point. Yeah. Um, to me, case in point is, is I remember on Facebook a while ago, you put up a, a picture of yourself as, as a very young, young boy at the, the, the falling Berlin Wall. That's right. Yeah. So, um I actually I gave a ten minute version of my life story in German for a German podcast that I do. Now eventually those will probably be translated into English and and changed and and it'll make its way into English. Um, but if you speak German, you can go listen to my life history and it explains like why it explains a lot um, because I um, I I was born in Oregon. My my parents are from California and Idaho and. Um, we moved to Germany when I was four and my brother was like two and a half. And so, and they just dropped us into, into a kindergarten at, you know, a very young age just so we could, you know, learn German and meet other. And, and so our German quickly got better than that of our parents and we could hear the accent and would make fun of them and stuff like that. And, um, 
we just went to German schools. And uh, when I was 10, it was the first time we moved back to California, up in the woods, in the, in the mountains, in Nevada City, actually, in the middle of gold mining country, um, which is the topic of one of my one of my episodes. Uh, but but um, it was the first time I really sat in a classroom with other American kids. And I, so I learned how to read and write English when I was 10. And and that was I was just it was like culture shock, you know. And then back to Germany, and then I moved back to Oregon the day before high school, which was, again, kind of shocking. And then I moved mm-hmm. back to Munich and then uh, came back here for college. And uh, But I went, to, I went to college in a pretty small—I went to OSU, to Oregon State, in uh, Corvallis, and uh, go Beavers. And, but that's kind of a small town, so after school, I didn't know what to do. So I just bought an airplane ticket, and, and got, I've got two nights in a hotel— and got a, an airplane ticket um, to Prague in the Czech Republic and, you know, went there and used the first night in the hotel to, like, ask them, hey, where, you know, if you were looking for an apartment, where would you go? And, and they said, oh, go to, go to expats.cz. And, uh, you know, so I went there and looked at a place and, the, and went, looked at the place the next day and was like, hey, so if I could move in, like, today, they're like, yeah, sure. And so I went to the hotel up the road. Got my stuff and um, had six roommates. Five of them, I think, were English teachers. So I taught in English for a year and ended up staying in Czech Republic for 10 years. And um, now just with my company, moved back to um, Silicon Valley and uh, moved to Santa Clara, California. And I've been there for just like a year, year and a half now. So and if I if I can interject with this, you know, Travis brought up a good point That's... for one of our upcoming shows on Bohemian about, mm-hmm. you know, moving to Czech Republic. There's so many people that... You know, and if I, I'm just going to oh, drop a couple numbers. Yeah, there's, an, epi- there's numbers an episode are, coming up. Yeah, Is that what you're yeah. about to mention? Ex- exactly. You know, we we have we're just past. Uh, oh, Travis, what is it? Sixty thousand subscribe or uh, yeah. downloads for Bohemian, and we have more than that since so we migrated. That we yeah, because we, we, we have twice as many, but yeah, yeah. But so right now that's where we are, and we have a lot of people around the world that listen to the show, and people that say, "Hey, man, I want to move to Czech Republic one day." What, how do you do it? And, you know, we have these personal experiences, like Travis just mentioned. Oh, some and some of it's by hook or by crook. Yeah, some of it's like, you know, oh, being man. lucky. Uh, but if we were to be able to help people out with that construct of, of picking up your life and moving to another country and surviving, not just, you know, couch surfing at the age of 25. Without speaking the language, uh, without, yeah. yeah. How do yeah. you do it? And I think we should do a show on that. And that's definitely coming up this year in 2016. Learn, yeah. learn. There's one episode I would like to mention on Bohemian. If you want to hear a really great story, um, there's my Moldova trip. I think you titled it Backpackers something uh, through Europe. So I, I started a trip through Eastern Europe. I went to the Ukraine, uh, Hungary, Slovakia, and I tried to go to Romania. And um, I ended up going to Moldo- Moldova. And there's a little sliver of a region called Transnistria which most people haven't even heard of, but I've been there. It's like Russian, like honest to God, Soviet separatist. Uh, and they had a civil war over this and everything, but they still hold that border and it's called Transnistria. I've been there and I didn't even know it existed before I accidentally got there. I didn't even know. So I didn't even know Mold. honest. Okay. Confession time, 2005. I didn't know Moldova existed when I started on that trip <laughs> East. And I now know I had the stamp in my passport, which was my the most proudest possession I owned was my Moldovan visa. When I finally got it, I had to go to court. I was illegal. I, I oh my goodness! I just go listen to the episode. Um, 
never did make it to Romania. Uh, but um, yeah, and that passport was stolen in Costa Rica years later. Like, oh, I'm just so bummed about that to this day. I'm just so angry. Anyways, um, but yeah, so I mean, there's just some great stories there of like learning, learning the hard way and then like, and then deciding to learn the easy way and like, you know, figure stuff out and, and just, uh, just, it's just great fun. I mean, tons of adventures, you know. Good and bad, well, but yeah. Well, Tom, Thomas, if we could, we could turn since we're we're natural, you know, interviewers as well <laughs> for what we do. If okay. we could turn the tables on you for a minute. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've been enjoying listening to your show, American Biographies, and listening to um, what I like is that you've gone into you pick one one person and you just really go at it. And I think the uh, the the recent one you have is on John Marshall. And, yeah, yeah, you know, thank that, you. yeah, and one of my personal favorite American hero, heroes in history, and, oh, and God. Uh, the Here namesake of my university, right, Marshall yeah. University. Yeah, <laughs> you know, go thundering herd. Can I mention that? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, one thing I think we have in common with this is that when I really dive into some, somebody that I think is interesting and just not known, um, it gives me a little bit of extra energy. You know, especially a Czech uh, person, a uh, person of, of, of ancient history here or of medieval times, to, to give that information to people that may not be aware yeah. of it. When you um, think that you person's that... underrated, like you're exactly. like people should have this enthusiasm. When you know, yeah, yeah. And so, I guess my question to you is, you know, I was looking and uh, reviewing some of your shows with this. John Marshall was in the American Revolution. People know him as maybe the Chief Justice, and maybe that was it. But, I mean, he was so influential in the young republic of the United States. Uh, what I liked the most to hear about these stories was that, you know, he mixed it up, you know, at Valley Forge. I mean, he was at Valley Forge, you know, oh, yeah. during this time. You know, so what, what was some of the type of things you get when you research somebody that uh, just excites you enough to dedicate a whole show to him? I mean, it, it's just, for me, it, it's the things that are so human about them and yeah. Things that are just so human that no one ever talks about. You, you mentioned Marshall's time at Valley Forge. You know, he's not just there shivering, but multiple people are attesting to his character, his optimism, you know, helping get them through the real times of, of tribulation. I find Marshall's character, generally speaking, to be sort of inspiring. You know, he certainly dealt with his share of troubles. You know, in his marital life, uh, he was not rich by any means starting out either. So he overcame a level of poverty uh, from his early existence. And then when you juxtapose someone like Marshall, who has this great long career that is sort of obscure because it's in a more technical field with, mm -hmm. you know, someone like Jefferson, um, who I think a lot of Americans, at least, you know, at least in their college years, like I did have this intellectual affair with Jefferson and Jeffersonianism when they're like, oh, man, the man sucks. You know, <laughs> let me find someone to justify my anti-authorian beliefs. Then you find someone like Marshall or John Adams who almost have a more complete and more generous character than the more famous person like Jefferson. Yeah. And it's in that juxtaposition that really makes me want to keep going and makes me want to, to do for John Marshall something similar to what David McCullough did for John Adams' reputation, Absolutely. or uh, Ron Love Chernov people. did for Alexander Hamilton's reputation. And that's not comparing myself or what I do in any way, shape, or form to those guys. But more the Marshall story specifically, and the guy I've picked out to do next, Henry Clay, are just people who, who have a breadth of career that is so wide and so far-reaching that there's almost so much they accomplished that it, it's... None of it reaches the highest, highest peaks in many cases and is therefore forgotten. But it really forms a lot of the bedrock of, of our history. 
You know, I, so. I think, you know, absolutely. I, I get the same sort of feel when I, when I dive into something, but, you know, it's, it's tougher for the antiquity aspect. I want to say antiquity. Let's just say, go back 500 years, 400 years or so in, in Czech history. We're doing the Bohemian podcast or we're doing the history of alchemy, Travis. You know, it's, you know, you, you have, we run into these problems all the time where we have the facts. We've got maybe some anecdotal stories. We have legends, a lot of legends, but we don't have like the, you know, cor- a whole lot of correspondence or real stuff because it's such an old history unlike mm-hmm. you know with marshall we have some we can i can almost see him you know when you're describing him right when we're reading something about him I'm like ah, i get it yeah you know but yeah. but you know we talk about alchemists on the show like travis how many times have we come up with a, maybe an alchemist from uh, especially from the middle east there, and we're yeah. like oh, oh we, yeah we're like okay we have enough information for maybe a five minute show <laughs> I, so we have to they'll be, be like okay it. all right folks our only source here is italian wikipedia that i had to google translate <laughs> you with me all right here we go <laughs> and oh man yep yep yeah no i'll be the first to admit that talking about american history it, it's a it's a wealth of primary sources uh, i mean the virginia yeah. house of delegates had a recorder essentially so i know a lot about the day-to-day transactions of you know the virginia state legislature in 1794 and i have almost verbatim speeches and the same yeah. with the things going on in the house and the senate itself you know it's pretty much recorded actually uh, so the, the speech it's is, insane yeah the fact that you so i i have um i my newest show that i've launched is uh, it's only two months old um, but it's and it's only in German, but it's also about it's called Americana für euch, like Americana uh, for you. And um, I so some of I've actually just translated American like I translated the I have a dream speech. I translated the Ich bin ein Berliner, Kennedy's uh, going to Berlin speech into German and just be like, you know what? I'd, I maybe you've read this in German, but I'm just going to say it out loud, maybe, you know, and try to try to read it like a speech in German. And, and the, the translation I found, like, I, I, I wouldn't, that doesn't quite have the same meaning. And, and, um, and I think just, just the fact that you can go back and read those things and they're just there for us to read, um, brings so much of that era alive. Like you see so many of the other things that are going on that maybe aren't even the direct main point of the speech. Like the undertone and and just like it's just it's just great that you know those sources are there. I've done so my I mean my format is very different. My the, my shows are usually like ten minute in the ten minute range, and I've done a show on waterbeds, you know. So I, I just like American pop culture and and history and because because what a, a quarter of Americans owned waterbeds in the early nineties, late eighties, some something like that. A quarter of all American households had a waterbed. Germans might not know this. I don't know if you knew this, but so I did, I did like a five minute episode on it, but that's just but, but fun Trump, because it's Trump, just, it's just stuff that's there. It's just stuff I can go look up on YouTube and, you know, a half remember documentary or, uh, you know, and just go rewatch it and take notes and fill in the blanks with uh, actually even Wikipedia itself is 10 times better. If you're looking up us history, than if you're looking up a, um, you know, weird part of Mor- of a small Moravian town or something, you know, you're trying to find out something about a noble family in the 17th century. And, um, oh, it's just, it's just so much fun just being able to just do that and, and, you know, have a deep dive into a topic and, and, you know, do that. So, well, oh, yeah. Travis, Travis needs to mention though, too, that his show, it, it, he says it's a little bit different. It really is because, you know, during the Bohemian show and we do the alchemy show, it's a two person back and forth conversational Deal, and I think a lot of people like that, and it's not not new. I mean, a lot of people that do, do the same sort of thing. However, Travis has taken the idea. Now, you might remember if you're of my age, 
<laughs> you know, early 40s. You might remember in school that we had some of these leftovers from the 60s and 70s of those old um, uh, history sort of for education. You know, yep. uh, you were there. Do you remember those? You know, that, yeah. that, you know, and you were there. And it actually had a, a, a TV producer or reporter at the scene at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. You know, and, and so it kind yeah. of got kids more interested in school. Yeah. Travis is doing the same sort of idea acted out of, a little. of saying yeah. act it out. Yeah, it's, you're, um, you're, you jump right into the action. I thought you were going to say, okay, because my next episode, and I actually had to ask Pete about this, and I asked a couple other people. I only know Hee Haw from... The TV show. From yes. referencing it, <laughs> from, from, from other movie references, because it was still on TV when I was a kid, but I lived in Munich, and I just that just passed me by. And uh, so I was like, all right, Pete, like, I, I know, I know he, I, I watched an episode, but like, what effect did it have as, on you as a child? Like, you know, did you look forward to it? Did you just barely watch it? Did you watch it with your parents? I mean, and uh, so my next episode that I'm publishing here in a couple of days, I already recorded it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be on Hee Haw and, and it's just, yeah, a lot of fun. That's what, so it just kind of goes back to contemporary history. It's not always history, history, um, but I've gone back a lot to the 19th century. I did one on cowboys and, and different aspects of uh, like the Iroquois Confederacy and um, uh, Monk Mound in St. Louis, like the pre-Columbian uh, civilization. And, mm-hmm. and that, you know, so just really, and, and I learn a lot by doing this. I feel like I'm catching up. And by then translating it to German, it's just, there is nothing more Travis Dow than, than this. Like I'm learning about my own past and, and translating it into a way that I kind of understand I'm digesting it for myself by translating it into German and telling my fellow, you know, the people I grew up with, you know, it's uh, it's just a great experience. But uh, yeah, so obviously I'm enthusiastic. I did um, 30 episodes in 30 days. When I first had this, this, yeah, a lot of coffee, a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. That's why I say, hey, oh, this calls at 6 a.m. Yeah, all right. That's, uh, you know, I guess I can only just just barely manage to have breakfast beforehand. That's cool. Um, Travis. But (laughs) enthusiastic, I think, is an understatement for you. Because, I mean, I I, I deal, I talk to a lot of podcasters and I correspond with even more. (laughs) Uh, Generally, uh, we're all hardworking. I'm just everywhere at once. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, you're He's absolutely insane. insane. Like, I really hope you never in your life start to accumulate cats at the same rate you do podcasts, because that's yes. not going to be a good scene. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I so you mentioned a couple um, so far, and you kind of have these all organized. Oh, okay. You, this, you, you, this, you want me to pod- list them? You want me to list them real quick? Sure, sure. Go okay. Ahead. All right. So just like, here's here's what we do. So it's um, Al- History of Alchemy and Bohemican is what uh, Pete and I co-host, and that's what we started off with. Um, then next came history of Germany, which I, I instantly as an experiment decided to do in two languages. So it, it exists as history in Germany and English. And we're, I'm about 32 episodes in right in the middle of the Franks. Uh, Charles the Great was the last episode published yesterday. And the next one is with lesser Bonaparte's. We talk about Charles the Great. That's coming up next week. Um, but yeah, so history of Germany in two languages. And then because I did a podcast in German, I just, I, I just instantly, I learned so much about the the culture of of, of podcasters in Germany, and so um, I had a lot of, you know, met a lot of interesting people there, usually through Twitter, which I've never really used Twitter before, but that's all on Twitter. And then, um, I guess I had too much time on my hands with four doing four feeds. I don't know. So to to <laughs> to get my to make my German better, really, uh, there's a show in German I love. It's just one of my favorite shows out there. Period. 
And the original is called Das Geheime Kabinett, but I translate it as the secret cabinet. And the secret cabinet is a real thing like they would have in museums. It comes out of uh, like northern Italy, I forget where, maybe Naples, southern Italy. Um, in a museum, they would have the secret cabinet, stuff from history that you might not want to show the public, at least a 19th century, you know, genteel public. So um, there's just, yeah, so there's there's kind of scandalous artifacts from history, but it's presented in a it. very intellectual and classy way. And the German that does it, the original... Um, his name is uh, Mirko Gutja, but he goes by so like Mirko Goodyear, but he goes by uh, the uh, he goes goes by the name Daguerre der Budla, the digger. He's an actual archaeologist. He works in the Martin Luther House. Um, he's on German TV. He's been on German TV. Like he's just I mean he knows his stuff. He's an academic and and a professional, and he has just has a great sense of humor. And it's just the the his stories are written in a, just a fantastic way. And I d I just merely try to do it justice with the secret cabinet. If you haven't heard it, that's that's when I recommend. Recommend. And um, that style has been kind of, um, I've then changed that and, and built on that. And that is now Americana für euch, which next year will also exist in a couple of different ways in English. Pete is going to tackle that as is. He's going to do the Americana part and just do it in English, but in, in the different format, uh, perhaps. And then um, we'll also have something called, we don't know the title yet, but Europa Export or um, uh, From Europe with Love, something of that nature. And um, this is going to be co-produced and co-hosted with a German podcaster who, who's, just, you know, he's successful over in Germany. He's got a couple of podcasts under his belt. And we already got the scripts hammered out and, and the whole theme and format. And it's European stories putting you so you know i mean just i i told him i'm like we got to go we got to go the, the things you don't want to talk about so communists nazis um you know everything so one of the first ones i wanted to do was what it's like you what it's like to put the listener in the middle you are you the listener are a jew in the warsaw ghetto fighting for life life and death in the warsaw ghetto uprising rising that's going to be like one of the top hmm. 10 just like mind if that doesn't blow your mind and make you want to go listen to that then i don't know what will right. another one is um you're you're uh, playing soccer in northern france and you're trying not to sweat too hard because you're afraid of of uh, the coach telling you to go take a shower afterwards because um, oh yeah, and your Hitler Youth uniform is getting a little tight because yeah, you're you're a Jewish orphan somehow playing soccer in a in a Hitler Youth organization in occupied northern France and uh, stories like that. And then of course, hey, you know the East German Trabant and and some lighthearted ones. It's not all going to be doom and gloom, um, but that. So a couple of different versions of uh, Americana für euch are going to make its way to English next year, and then. Like what I'm probably most excited about actually is the one that um, I we don't even know exactly how it's going to happen, how we're going to manage this. But Pete will will take charge and he's going to do past access. And that's the one where we're going to tell stories, mostly from Pete's life of uh, what it's like to live in the Czech Republic, what it's like to have spent decades in a wheelchair and, and you know, how it's like to get used to that and, and um, not just live but like thrive and do things that i've never done and uh, you know so that i mean that's that's all coming up i think what does that make nine ten shows it's yeah. weird it's, a, it's at an the, empire at yeah. this point i should say i'm not saying it. this is me and pete me and pete are um there's there's eight of us and uh, so there's like four podcasters you know that i've mentioned now there's stefan giesbert from germany and uh, mirko gutjar from germany and then pete and myself and we're encouraging a fifth podcaster uh, we have two writers we have an editor 
so yeah, no, no, it's not us. And and uh, thank you. I, I should do a huge shout out because we couldn't do with this without Kim and Joe and Andrew. They 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 do work just as hard as we do. And um and yeah, it's it's just. I mean, we're definitely a part of a crew now. It's this is this is something that is larger than us. Um, and it would just crumble if any if you remove one of those puzzle pieces, one of those cogs in the wheel. Then yeah, the whole thing falls apart at this point. Uh, and, but and yeah, the whole so thing that's over a bunch of coffee at work. That's, that's uh, but yeah, this all grew yeah. out of like. A little bit of too much caffeine at work, maybe, and then, uh, you know, an available meeting room and a $6 microphone. Our first microphones were like a $6, six dollar microphone. Yeah, yeah, seriously, 6 bucks. And um, I mean, I think you can tell. I'm not saying go do it's, that. Yeah, but... it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. So, so yeah. all this, this is, this is uh, podcastnik. Podcastnick.com, you'll get there. Uh, Bohemican.com has more because there's there's YouTube channels and that kind of thing. There's a history of alchemy.com and a history of Germany podcast.com. But yeah, podcastnick.com, podcast N I K, like think, you know, Sputnik. That's the, that's the umbrella site where you'll find everything. And uh, upcoming stuff will be there too. So and Twitter accounts, Facebook. Like, go to yeah. YouTube. Uh, yeah if you want to <laughs> i'm actually so our youtube channel is really turning into something i dude, like dude i had a guy from romania email me on the, on the bohemian youtube channel and he said you look a lot older than i thought i went uh thank you, thank you? question mark yeah. <laughs> but is it, was it my gray hair what <laughs> you, you get to see me wear my grandfather's world war ii uniform in pilsen for the 70th anniversary of the u.s liberation of pilsen in the czech republic like and we we oh we interviewed General Patton's granddaughter. We got Helen Patton on camera. Yeah, a little message sure to Bohemican. Like, I mean, just go go have a listen. There's it's Pete spent months editing these. It's documentary quality. It's so hard. Just, I, I gotta tell you, I, yeah. I, I it's not my my first rodeo doing video editing, but it it just is time this consuming is to Pete. do video editing. This is Pete's <laughs> blood and sweat. Yeah, I mean, I've I've taken sweat, a stab yeah. at it for alchemy, but yeah, this is it's hard work. Uh, so yeah, definitely the Bohemican YouTube channel is worth mentioning. Definitely. Everyone should check that out. Thomas, I could tell you a couple, just a couple of shows coming up on Bohemican this year is a, it's a forethought. Um, you know, sure. uh, we, we've got uh, some neat shows. I got an interview coming up with uh, the grandson, um, or I'm sorry, the, the son rather, the son of, of a downed B-17 pilot uh, that crashed here in Czech Republic during World War II. And uh, it's a neat story about how the local Czechs um, honored the B-17 pilots, even though they were shot down by um, the Luftwaffe in Nazi-controlled Czechoslovakia at the time, and the repercussions that came from that. So we're going to talk to him, and uh, that's kind of a neat story about the crash here in Slani, Czech Republic. Oh. And then we've got a couple other great stories wait, on— one, oh, Wait, yeah. are you, you going to mention—okay, people don't know this, and this is just like everybody on this planet should know this story— the Czech army, when Czech Republic was just barely a nation, so it went from the Czech Foreign Legion, Legion to the Czech Legion, kind of overnight, while they were just wrapping things up in World War One, they were in deep Russia, and suddenly the Velvet, uh, the um, October Revolution happens, and the Red Armies that come in, and, and the Western powers don't really know what to do, but the Czech army is right there, and in fact, the Red Army is between them and their newly founded Czechoslovakia, the first republic of Czechoslovakia. What do they do? They do <laughs> the most awesome thing ever. They do the most awesome thing any army has ever done in the history of mankind. <laughs> they hijack an armored train, and they take this Trans-Siberian Railroad, the whole army, 
and they head towards Vladivostok, a conquering, a looting, politely looting as they go, leaving pregnant women, not not through <laughs> rape in most cases, like r- Russian women falling in love with these uh, Czech soldiers and... Um, you know, leaving and leaving some soldiers behind too. By the way, as they go, there's there's Czech genes definitely for sure along the the uh, Siberian Railroad, and go, getting to Vladivostok successfully, legendarily with a huge load of of um, you know czarist gold. That's a whole nother story, but we talk about that too. And then you see you now you have pictures of them uh, in Tokyo sailing around India, going that way through the Suez Canal, going to San Francisco. The bulk of them, perhaps, went to San Francisco, and then, again, by train to New York. You see them in New York. You have pictures of Czechoslovak soldiers in New York City, and then Paris, and Germany, and finally home when they get to the Prague train station. And just like, oh my goodness, how come, how did this story get forgotten? They, the Prague army was in San Francisco and opened with welcome arms or Los Angeles or wherever they, they were, they arrived or both and uh, Chicago and New York and, you know, had to parade every American city they went and had come from the Ural mountains basically and went to Prague and just like, just like, yes. So that's coming up. And that, that is, I should say that is like years, you know, years in the planning, a year in the making, like we're finally putting it all together, not to oversell it, but it's, it is, it is such a great story. I mean, I interviewed, uh, uh, you know, descendants of some of these guys Say photography of of their of their fathers or their yeah. their great grandfathers. So we're going to talk about some through. of the pictures of yeah, yeah. Yep. archives and check archives. I mean, we've really yep. dove, dove into it, read several books for it. So I mean, it's it's, uh, it's we're trying a, to do it justice story. because it really is one of those stories that you know one of those stories in in mankind history that we feel is like underappreciated. That's why we're podcasting in the first place. And when we first thought of Bohemian, we we did instantly think of this story. Uh, so that was like three years ago. Uh, so, I mean, you know, and we just didn't want to sell it short. I mean, that that's just, we're looking forward to it. It's coming up now, you know, relatively soon. So that's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to that story. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys. I have kind of just one more thing I want to throw out to both of you. Um, now, we've talked about both your backgrounds. And, and Pete, you obviously went to school for broadcast journalism. And you worked in, a, you worked in that field for a number of years. I did. Um, and Travis, you, um, as a professional podcaster, have sort of risen from the amateur ranks. Um, <laughs> and, you know, what what have you found uh, there to be in ways of differences in your in your approaches to podcasting based on those separate backgrounds? Okay, one one thing is, I think, doing totally different ideas, totally different formats, and totally different subject matter has made it all fresh again. So now I'm reading so much about U.S. history, for instance, or watching documentaries from the 70s, or watching Hee Haw episodes, for Pete's sake. And uh, um, I would just love to have a Saturday... Uh, like half, like today, I'm going to spend half a day and I do, I would just love to get back to some of my alchemy books and re, you know, like alchemy to me is like fun again. I just, I want to get back to that. And I think doing all these different things just makes it all fun. I, I mean, um, you know, talking about the Franks and the Saxons and, and then on the next day talking about opium pipes or China, you know, the opium dens in Chinatown in San Francisco that, you know, it just like, it's totally different. And, and, um, that's what makes it fun. Now, if I got, yeah, now the fact that I was able to find fantastic people to help me out would help me out with writing and editing and and um ho- you know more and more also with recording that's just it's just all a bonus like this is just all being better than i've ever hoped and it's just um you know kind of i'm along for the ride to some degree now and uh it's just it's just yeah it's a lot of fun and it's it's great i um yeah i recommend podcasting but i also warn 
that it might be addictive and you might lose some <laughs> hours of well-needed sleep and um, you might forget your wife's middle name and you might forget your dog's name. And, uh, oh, do I have children? Do I have children, guys? <laughs> you have a dog. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I just, I just had a like miniature heart attack. Cause like if I had children, you're like, Oh man, my wife's you out lost of town. Them. My wife's out of town today. I, I don't remember where I think LA, but, uh, Oh, this is bad. Okay. Anyway. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So there should be a warning label on, uh, <laughs> on every podcasting microphone. Um, that, yeah, it's, it, there's a, there's a lot of fun, maybe too much fun. So, um, be, beware, but yeah. Oh, I, I, I would have to say for me, um, a one word answer for that would be freedom. Uh, one thing that uh, I enjoyed doing uh, when I was doing radio and doing uh, documentary type style productions or news radio or sports or sports reporting um, for, through bits and pieces of, of the 1990s was the fact that I, I could, you know, really kind of start a story off and, you know, give, give my full efforts to it. But the, I was really curtailed by time and what my uh, news director or what, uh, um, you know, what the time allotment we had or the, the breadth of the article could only curtail uh, because, you know, you had to fit it in, in for advertisers or you had to fit it in for, you know, uh, uh, other things. You were kind of handcuffed. And I think that with podcasting, man, I could do anything I want. You know, I mean, I, I can be the creative consultant. I can be the script writer. I can be the voice talent. I can go out there and, and find something that I, I want to talk about. And so, like a really, a really strong American feeling for me to have this freedom to do what we used to call pirate radio, you know, back in yeah. the day. And, and you're uh, meeting it, a lot of like-minded folks, people that I never yeah. thought I'd actually talk to, you know, when I started out. <laughs> it's, uh, so, uh, Laszlo Montgomery—that's not his real name—but the um, uh, history, sorry, uh oh, uh, the China History Podcast guy, not the History of China, not not um, Chris, but uh, Laszlo Montgomery, very young Chris Stewart. Yeah, yeah, he was he was right here. He was at my dinner table, my kitchen table, and I served him, you know, Chinese tea. Like I've met, it just it's been a blast actually meeting. Royfield was here in the Bay Area. We had a beer in a Royfield Brown. Yeah, Roy, Royfield Brown. Yeah, our our uh, benevolent leader for Agora was. You know, we had we had some beers and a just a like a hole in the wall um, taco joint. We had some uh, bottles of Dos Equis or something. You know, a couple of them, probably one too many for me to then drive home from San Francisco. Um, but, but you know, great times. And, and it's just it's just a blast. And I think um, we should mention that there's a there's a new history podcast. If you go to historypodcasters.com, there's a collage out there right there because I helped edit the last one. And we're going to mm-hmm. do another one. And it's not just so first of all, of course, you know, the, the Agora Podcast Network and what they're doing is phenomenal. I couldn't do what I do without uh, Agora, first of all period. Agora now is part of my own, the podcast Nick cog, um, but also go check out darkmyths.org. There, like there's a lot of cl- uh, cross collaboration there, including so Bohemican and the, and um, the Eastern, what is it? Eastern border podcast, Christops Andresen. Um, if I didn't just butcher his name, sorry, Christops, but um, we, we, you know, we did some shows together about in communism, the shops where you could buy the Western goods like Coca-Cola and hi-fi systems. So there's, you know, just the fact, I love it that all the podcasters are working together and even you're going to find dark myths guys and Agora guys together on those history podcasters collages. 
And this is, you know, I, I just, I love this atmosphere. The, the, this could have all been gone differently. You know, this could have all been very different. And it's just not that way. We all get together on Facebook. We all know each other, at least on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I think we've all done, well, at least plugs, but we've all done guest shows and, and you know, collaborations. And, and that's half the fun at this point. Like, I just, I just love being a part of that group of people. And, and Pirate Radio, that's what brought this up is like, yes, we're, we're, we are a part of something new, aren't we? Like the, the generation yeah. of, of podcast listeners, period. Absolutely. Um, it's just great. And, Absolutely. and, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something that, that hasn't really been done before. It hasn't been done for a long time. So yeah. I, th I think there's, you know, Thomas, there's a fraternity in the podcasting area that we all kind of know each other. You get to a certain point, you kind of know each other and, you know, you can bring a lot of gravitas to what you do. You know, I could say, Hey, I write 15,000 books. I, you know, teach a class at, at the local university, or you could be just some guy that just wants to talk about this, you know, or whatever. Let me tell um, you about waterbeds. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's room for you at the table, and I think it's a it's a fraternity that reminds me a little bit of ham radio operators. Yeah, <laughs> co co college radio. You oh, know, you the, guys, the my 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 receiver, yeah. my I get my I, I get I get stuff all the way from Germany. You guys, I get stuff yeah, all the way from Berlin. Day. What's going on here? This is crazy. It is like you know, that, though. I love that. You put, you put it all together, and then you, at the higher end, you got things like all things considered, like NPR type stuff, and I think. It, there's a room for everybody at this podcasting table, and I think um, you know Travis and I are very fortunate that uh, we can have uh, the opportunity. It, really, the true when I go back to saying it's the true freedom to talk to people about you know what we what we enjoy. Yeah, I, I think you guys hit it on the nose, particularly with the fraternity angle. Um, you know, there's I I don't know if people who don't podcast imagine like there's some great competition between us um like that right. oh agora, agora is squaring off against dark myths no, or something yeah, like that uh -uh. not at all oh, no. i know i know a lot of those guys i right. talk to a lot of those guys daily there, well, we, we hang out room. with those guys daily on facebook yeah. like there, no there's just no such animosity whatsoever yeah, yeah. There, there's why well, look at it and i think a lot of people look at it is there's room enough for everybody to succeed and we all want everyone to succeed it's a very oh, yeah. very good community yeah, if you're if you're a history podcaster just starting out, you know, ping me somewhere. I'll I'll take a listen and give you a plug. I mean, yeah, I mean that's just that's what we do. That's that's why we make these networks to help out the the people that are just starting. I wish all this stuff existed when we first started out. If Agora would have existed for, from day one, oh man, that just would have it just would have taken so much stress away. Like just just right from the beginning, kind of knowing of of what to do and how to do it and where we're heading and needing help with editors or writing or, or graphic design. Like who can make a logo? How do you make a logo? Um, yeah, we got guys for that. <clears throat> it's me, but but we got guys for that. You know, Agora has guys for that. So if you need if you need help on Twitter, you know that kind of thing. Like we got Twitter accounts for those account for those. So yeah, it's I mean yeah, I wish all that stuff existed before. Is what I'm saying. It's great that all that stuff's around now. But here, here's one little the last bit of thing. I know we're way over time here, yeah. Thomas, but let's yeah. keep the final word here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, and this is a funny final word. Um, it doesn't matter um, how awesome you are as a podcaster. This is a rule that you need to know. Never open that up when you talk to a girl for the first time on a first date. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, oh keep it, it to yourself. Oh, keep yeah, it to yourself. This is not something you, you don't hand them a card saying, Hey, I'm a podcaster. You know, don't do that. Cause it, I, it never Well, works. I worked with my developers <laughs> for a year before I literally handed out a card that said I'm a podcast. Yeah. 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 It's with a link it, on it. I, I don't, yeah. 
I don't really know what the reason for that is. I'm saying that, but I've heard that before from other people. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Keep it to yourself if you're a podcaster. Don't tell people in the real world. Oh, my goodness. At least don't lead with that. Don't, don't. Yeah, 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 exactly. I would even probably make that the third date sort of situation, you know. This is good advice. This is good stuff. On the weekends. (laughs) Yeah, this is is why we have Pete on all shows. This is, oh, yeah. Thank you. I got to ground you down. This is real world stuff I'm talking about here. Yeah, do do keep it to yourself if you are a podcaster, but but ping me privately and, and I can help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't deny that. Um, thank you both so much for giving me your time and uh, you know sharing some of your private life with the listeners. Um, I think everyone's really going to appreciate it. So, um, guys, I just want to say thanks again. And yeah, hey, thank you. I mean, thanks, Thomas. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. Take it easy. Bye bye. Bye. Remember to check out podcastnick.com for more on Pete and Travis's work. And also make sure you visit agorapodcastnetwork.com to see our full stable of shows, including our newest members like the Unapologetic Capitalist, the Renaissance English History Podcast, the History of Islam, and the Lands of Leviathan. Also make sure you follow Agora on Facebook and Twitter at Agora Podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our great network original content. Okay, I'm Tom Daly signing off for The Exchange. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope to talk to you again soon. And that was Tom Daly uh, from the American Biography series that we have on the Agora Podcast Network. Uh, Great guy. Love his show, and I think uh, you should all take a listen to what he does. Uh, Really gets involved in individual biographies uh, from the beginning to end. I think uh, you'd be very, very pleased with what you hear. Uh, We want to thank Tom for all his work in in interviewing uh, Travis and myself for for this show, The Exchange. It's wonderful to be a part of such great podcasters with such diverse thoughts and and talents. And I think that uh, Travis and I are honored to be part of that network. Uh, Moving forward, we've got a lot of great things coming up for you on the Bohemian Podcast this summer. We're going to do some more destination episodes to give you a tour through Czech Republic, more festivals, more events. I'll be adding to the YouTube channel, the Bohemian YouTube channel, and getting some of the stuff we've done in the past year or so out there for consumption, basically, because there's been some things I've been sitting on for a while that need to be edited. It will be out, as well as the Bohemian newsletter. We've had so many great people reaching out to us via email or donations on uh, Patreon or on on, uh, Flatter. And it has been great. Uh, we really appreciate everything you've done. All the funds raised were going right back to the show and, and hosting and putting out new websites and, and getting things going. We have a lot of wonderful things coming up for you that go beyond just the Bohemian Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing some new shows this summer uh, on American history. We'll also be doing another show called Past Access that's coming up soon. Uh, it is a, a program that I'm spearheading about disabled access to historic locations around the world. And all these locations that I'll be talking about will be focused primarily from my experiences as a wheelchair user trying to get the best out of an historical location or situation and giving you the information. If you're disabled or not disabled, I think you'll enjoy the show quite a bit. So all that's coming up. We're getting those prepared for you this summer. And so stay tuned to the Bohemian Podcast so you can hear all the latest of what's coming up. So for Travis Dow and Thomas Daly, I'm Pete Coleman saying Nascladano. You have been listening to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Dow. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us.
We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemican Podcast, thank you for listening.